0: Welcome to Dream School. This is the podcast where the bell rings and the fun begins. In this feature from Anson Radio, the children sit down with the Dream School head teacher and share their vision for the best school ever. And just like the genie in Aladdin, the Dream School head teacher can make anything happen. Jelly and ice cream for lunch? Sorted. PE lessons taught by Lionel Messi? Done. Unicorns in a playground zoo? No problem. In the Dream School, anything is possible. The children will take you through their perfect day from the minute they wake up, through their first lessons, their amazing dreamlike like playtimes, who from history is coming back to life to teach them all about the past, what's on the menu at lunchtime, who's going to be teaching the best PE lesson ever, and what clubs look like after school at Dream School. So sit back, relax and listen to the best school ever. today I'm here with Caden. Caden is in year four and on one of our outdoor library team. He's also a huge football fan and very, very creative, taking part in Lego Club and building some incredible models earlier in the year. Welcome to Dream School. Caden, how are you today?
1: I am very good today.
0: Very good today. It's a beautiful hot day today. Um, what have you been doing outside at lunchtime? Sweating. <laughs> Sweating is about right. I saw you were in a VAR refereeing position at one point. What were you refereeing today?
1: no oh. I don't really understand what
0: that meant. <laughs> you were hanging over the climbing wall oh yeah and what were you watching ping pong ping pong love a bit of ping pong um, yes I was outside today playing ping pong at lunchtime um, and being humiliated by my lack of skills so I'm interested to know how did you find putting your dream school together was it easy? yeah
1: to be honest I had everything ready
0: you had everything ready how come you had everything ready?
1: because i remember i had one made already but then i made another one because i lost it but i just remembered
0: everything okay brilliant so you've had this idea for a while um and what do you think of normal school before we get into dream school
1: well it is quite fun
0: what makes it fun uh
1: just in general
0: just in general just general fun yeah i like that how do you think people will feel when they listen to your podcast about your dream school
1: Mm, I think they'll probably listen to it and think reasons why I would also put things forward like this.
0: So you think they'll agree with you?
1: Maybe, but you, everyone has their, you know, own what, ideas and their own words to say.
0: They do have their words to say. It's really interesting actually because um, we're now twelfth episode, I think, of Dream School. And every single dream school has been very different, they're very individual and very unique and that's the whole point, it's really getting your ideas about what the best school would be like. Um, So before we can even talk about your dream school we have to wake you up in the morning. So obviously you're very happy to wake up in the morning um, to go to dream school, are you usually happy in the morning?
1: Yep, and very tired, (laughs) because I wake up at five or four in the morning just to feed my dogs.
0: Ah, wow. Well, see, that's dedication, that is. That's very good. Do your dogs feature in your podcast today?
1: Mm, One of them does. One of
0: them does. Okay, well, we'll hear about that one later. Um, So we're getting up ready for dream school, and we're very excited about our dream school. What's the uniform? Is there a uniform? Yep. What is it?
1: Everyone has to wear Manchester United's home kit.
0: Everybody has to wear Manchester United's home kit.
1: Yeah, if they're a City fan, then they'll immediately be excluded from the score because there is no Highland scoring against a hair today.
0: Um, so I'm an Ipswich Town fan. Do I have to wear a Manchester United football kit?
1: Well, yeah, but you don't have to support United, but you have to wear that kit.
0: Okay, so I'm okay to carry on supporting Ipswich.
1: Yeah, but you can only say in the school that you're a Man United fan, but when you're out the school, you can say you're an Ipswich fan.
0: Okay, so on the, on the Manchester United kit, do we have our name and number on the back? Yeah. Can I change the name on the back of mine to Ipswich Town?
1: No.
0: No. So I'm not allowed to admit I'm an Ipswich Town fan at any point during the school day. Wow only oh,
1: if the teacher asks you what football team do you support
0: and then I can say Ipswich Town
1: yeah
0: um, Ipswich town very good team in my opinion back in the 1980s they were really good now they're getting better um, Manchester United' of course been at the top of the Premier League and English football for years known as the Red Devils do you know why they're known as the red Devils
1: mm, because they've got the red devil in the middle of the, the club badge
0: they do so back in the 1960s there was a a, an air crash where a lot of the team had died you know about that
1: yeah i know about that because i on netflix there used to be united documentary and i watched the whole thing
0: yeah it was a very sad time and the manager at the time matt busby um his team were known as the busby babes um but unfortunately when a lot of them died in that plane crash he decided that really they needed to find a new nickname for the side He just felt that Busby Bays wasn't really appropriate anymore. Um, But he actually drew inspiration from the English rugby side Salford, which is based in the Manchester area, and they toured France in the 1930s. And their kit was a red shirt. Um, And the French newspapers had branded them Les Diables Rouges, which means...
1: Red Devils.
0: The Red Devils, absolutely. And that's how they got their nickname. So it was actually come from a rugby team in Manchester that gave Manchester United their um, nickname. That's quite cool. Um, Just the shirt? Do we have to wear the shorts and the socks as well?
1: Uh, Yeah. But if it's... Yeah. If you are very cold, then you can wear thermals underneath. Nice. But if it's hot, then maybe you have to change your socks to red.
0: So you call them thermals. My boys tend to call them skins. It's like a second skin. It keeps you warm.
1: Yeah, but they're very elastic
0: they are very elasticated they can be quite tight if you if you've got a pair that isn't quite the right size ah it can be painful um should we open your dream school then now we're ready and dressed
1: yep okay here we go (laughs)
0: english or maths Caden? english or maths what's the first lesson of the day maths maths why maths
1: because I just like maths and even though you don't go in even though you don't go into McDonald's asking what the square root of a Big Mac is <laughs> it's still good to have maths because without maths you wouldn't see most of the buildings here.
0: I think I'd quite like somebody to go into McDonald's and ask them what the square root of a Big Mac is.
1: Well, that's <laughs> <easy>
0: <laughs> what do you think their reaction would be? Excuse me, I'd like some fries and what is the square root of a Big Mac?
1: They'll be very shocked because they probably wouldn't
0: know. I wouldn't know how to work out the square root of a Big Mac, I have to say. The volume of a Big Mac I could probably do. I could work out how many centimetres cubed it is. Um, It's
1: not a cube, it's a circle.
0: Well, it is. You make a good point. But volume, unfortunately, is measured in CM3 centimetres cubed. It's all coming in Year 5, Caden. It's all coming in Year (laughs) 5. Maths is very important, I agree. Which part of maths do you like the most?
1: Oh, uh, I don't really know, to be honest. I just like maths in general.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good attitude to have. I mean, it is my favourite subject. I've always loved maths since I was um, in primary school. I remember in my first year of primary school, Miss Clarkson, who was the best teacher ever, she was my first teacher in, um, in what was then juniors, so we were year one, two, three and four rather than year three, four, five, and six. It was very different. Um, But um, she got us to solve a maths problem and write out all of these answers to it. And I think I came up with like 30 answers or something. And what I didn't realise was it was part of a competition and I'd won the competition. And my answers were all published in a book. But that began my fascination with maths and just exploring number and how many possibilities there were. Um, And I think for, for me, it helps us to think a bit more analytically. It helps us to have better reasoning. And if we can think analytically and have better reasoning, it's not just maths that that applies to, but we can think critically about everything in the world around us. Yeah. So you like to question the world around you?
1: Mm, Yeah.
0: You like to question how things work? Mm,
1: Sometimes. Sometimes.
0: And you are inquisitive. You like to find out about lots of things. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like how can see that laptop behind you? Yes. How is that, like, so skinny and it still works?
0: I think that's really good, you know, because particularly, I mean, if I go back to when I was a child again, TVs were massive. They had a huge, what's called, tube inside them and they were were deep. They could be at least sort of a metre deep in some cases. Now,
1: they're very, like, big.
0: They're very big and very... Thin. Thin, very thin. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, yeah, I I think it's amazing how things work and how the maths of that happens. How do you fit everything in that tiny space? I'm a big fan of fractions.
1: Fractions? That is also a very reasonable choice to... is.
0: It is. I'm a big fan of fractions because it helps me cut my pizza, my bread, my pies and my cakes.
1: And it can also cut a building in half.
0: It can. And then I'm a big fan of symmetry. Yeah. symmetrical designs and things like that i see a lot of that when you're in year five you do islamic patterns and things like that but actually lines of symmetry and mirroring and all it's amazing the art of it all yeah that <laughs> sound exciting mm-hmm. um so uh, i have recently been playing a new game that i found have you heard of wordle yeah so there's one now called digits and digits gives you a number And then it gives you six other numbers. It's a bit like Countdown. You have to use those six numbers and the four operations to make the larger number. And there are five different puzzles each day and they get harder and harder and harder. Or words,
1: to be honest, because Countdown also does words. Countdown does
0: words as well. But this is just digits, so it's just numbers. Um, And it's really good. And and the speed that you can do them with, you get faster and faster and faster. But it's different puzzles every day. Um, And it's a really good way of just exercising your brain, thinking fast, thinking about numbers. Practicing your times tables, but in a really kind of self-challenging way. There's no competition; it's just you're competing against yourself and whether you can do it. So you should definitely have a look at Digits. Digits is a good way to wake up the brain each day. It's
1: just the what knockoff? <coughs> because most things nowadays, like if you have like McDonald's, you've got a knockoff of Habaneros instead of McDonald's. So you're yeah.
0: So you're saying that Digits is just a, a knockoff version of Countdown. Of Wordle. Of, of Wordle, yeah. And there's a there's one on there with connections, which is very much like the, the wall in a programme called Only Connect. I suppose, if you think about it, it must be harder and harder and harder to have original ideas when so many things have been done over time. Yeah. Do you find it easy to come up with original ideas or do you find your ideas are based on something that already exists? My
1: ideas are sometimes based on something that
0: already exists. Yeah, and I've said this a lot in the podcast that... Um, Lots of our experiences give us the chance to be able to write things and to be able to create things and do new things, but actually how new are they? I often think that about songs, when you think about how many songs there are in the world, how is it that every song is completely different and unique?
1: Because you can't use the same song twice because you could copyright.
0: Very good. So you have to come up with something unique and original, but I do wonder how much of those new ideas are based on old ones
1: well most of them are just based on subjects nowadays they're based on like i don't even know what they're based on no more because are just too many different ones
0: (laughs) there are a lot i think you're right in in a lot of ways what what i think is that they are based on people's experiences they're more stories about people's lives aren't they lots of songs and therefore they are unique and original um so yeah Well, we've done maths, and um, it's a great way to start the day. I feel like my brain has woken up, but I also feel like I need a playtime. So at Dream School, of course, we can have any playtime we like. What are we having for our playtime?
1: Our playtime
0: is in Old Trafford. So we've got Old Trafford outside our Dream School.
1: Yeah. That's amazing. And... So basically since you're already in a kit and you go over to the manager and tell them I'm ready for the big match And the manager has to ask you a few questions seeing if they're ready
0: So for our listeners that don't know, what is this Old Trafford you talk of, Caden?
1: It's a football stadium for Manchester United
0: It's the football stadium for Manchester United And Mm -hmm. I found out that it was actually opened in 1910 And it can host just under 75,000 people all at once
1: they're planning to expand it.
0: They are. They do need to expand it because they've got such a massive support. Um, I actually had the pleasure of speaking at a conference at Old Trafford one day um, several years ago. Um, it was a conference about technology, and we were taken through the stadium and onto a stadium tour. Um, and you really feel the history of that stadium. It's it's like no other stadium I've ever been to. Even going to Wembley Stadium and doing the tour there, which has some amazing memories and some brilliant stories not just about football but there's something about football and football if you really love football that that manchester united stadium has something else it's just it's got a feeling about it um have you ever been up there have you ever visited the stadium not yet no there's got to be a name on your list at some point because it's a wonderful stadium wonderful stadium so you talked about um going out and telling the manager which manager
1: eric ten Hag.
0: eric ten Hag. so he's the current manager as we speak (laughs) yeah um, what do you like about Eric Ten Hag?
1: The way he played his tactics for the last year, it was good, but the way he didn't really buy as much players, he bought the attack, but he, we're just waiting for a new owner for a bigger attack, because Weghorst has gone back to Burnley.
0: Weghorst has gone away. Um, a couple of other players have already left. Is there a player that you'd like to see signed for Manchester United? If Eric Ten Hag is going to pick up the phone to any player in the world, who should he pick up the phone to?
1: Um... Mm. Can it be an icon or just players that play? It, it, it can be anybody. The whole old Man United squad with a Jack Grealish in it.
0: <laughs> so the whole of uh, the 1999 squad, I guess.
1: Yeah, because yeah. that was our strongest squad winning the treble.
0: Very good. It's good knowledge. And actually, I was going to come on to that because for me, um, Ten Hag has been amazing. His first season, first full season in charge this year will be something quite incredible, I think, if they get the players right. But, of course, their best manager ever alex ferguson sir alex ferguson he actually won eight premier league titles in 11 seasons three fa cups um and as you've already pointed out that 1999 season when in addition to taking the season's title in the premier league and winning the fa cup they also won the champions league against bayern munich to earn the first treble which is a victory of the domestic division the domestic cup and the european champion Well, it's not
1: the first time they've won the treble, because they won the treble in 2009, I think.
0: Well, the first time they did it was in 1999, but they were the first in English football history to win it. Other clubs had won it around continental Europe, but they were the first English team to do the historic treble. And it's only this year that another team's done the same combination.
1: Man City, because my dad was also saying to me that uh, Pep Guardiola is now as good as Sir Alex Ferguson.
0: I think there's a lot in that. Pep Guardiola, I mean, they come from different eras, but the way that they coach, and Pep Guardiola talks an awful lot about the inspiration that he gets from Sir Alex Ferguson and the type of manager that he was, but certainly they are two greats of the game. I totally agree with your dad on that one. Um, And Mm. you said about Jack Grealish coming in. Is Jack Grealish going to feature later in your podcast as well? Um, Yeah. Yeah, okay. So we might leave our conversation about Jack Grealish until then, but I definitely love the idea of stepping out of our dream school maths class into Old Trafford. But we're going to now step back into the classroom for our history lesson.
1: That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Ich bin ein Bioliner.
0: I have to tell you now, this country is at war with Germany. Uh, we had about So for our history lesson, we can bring back anybody, anything, anyone from the past to life to be able to teach us about history. Um, So who are we going to bring back into our dream school classroom?
1: I actually brought someone back from the
0: dead. You brought back somebody from the dead. Okay, tell me about this.
1: I brought back Muffin.
0: So tell me, who is Muffin?
1: My old dog.
0: Your old dog. So tell me about Muffin. What kind of dog was Muffin? A pug. A pug.
1: Small, tiny, little pug.
0: A small tiny little pug and what was special about muffin
1: she'd, she'd always just have so much joy in her and she'll there was something special about her
0: that's really lovely uh, and pets can do that to us because um, we had when i was growing up we had a cat called sheba and a dog called lady um, <laughs> lady tamsin golden glamour was her pedigree name it's quite the name um, but they were really special and they were fun and not only it, when they're fun how do they make you feel
1: about muffin yeah
0: how do you feel when muffin's having fun how do you feel
1: i feel like i'm having fun as well
0: yeah he's having fun
1: because even if i was sad muffin would always be there and she she always used to be happy even if if she had to be, be you know like like she couldn't go on the sofa she would always just be happy
0: yeah and i think it's really important actually those relationships that we build and it's always sad to hear that that someone's pet's past so I'm sorry that Muffin's not here anymore and I feel very similar about Lady and Sheba as well because I remember the 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 day that actually Lady wasn't very well at all Um, we had to take her to the vets and it was a really really sad day but we kind of knew that we were doing the right thing for for the dog because she wasn't very well Um, and when I moved to London um, I actually took on my mother-in-law's dog um, she had two dogs, Sandy and Mackie And Sandy was the mum And unfortunately she'd died And so we took Mackie on to us And Mackie was full of fun um, He was he had tiny short legs Tiny short legs but with a big fluffy body um, And used to just run around like crazy On our wooden floors so you just hear this clip-clopping all the time um, But so many memories of going on walks And playing games And when you're feeling sad They make you feel happy
1: Always did.
0: Always did. So do you think as you grow older, you'll always have dogs?
1: Mm, depends how much money I earn <laughs> because dogs are quite expensive.
0: They can be quite expensive and and all animals, all pets are quite a commitment as well. You can't have a pet and then suddenly disappear off to Spain for two weeks.
1: It's mm. quite hard, isn't it? Yeah, you can't really go on holiday unless you take them with you. Yeah,
0: that's right. And that that's part of the things that I remember growing up and going to Cornwall with my parents and the dog being on the beach and sometimes it's lead being tied to a cricket stump so that it couldn't sort of you know run off but it had space to be able to just play um, and taking it for walks and walking it through the ocean and things like that. You have lots of memories that are attached. What's your favourite Muffin memory?
1: Hmm. There are just so many memories and some of them I can't even remember. Uh, It's a very tough question.
0: What was Muffin's favourite game to play?
1: The first year we got her, which was in 2021, when I was in year three, um, she she was happy at first, but then when, when the year went, because we got her in November, and then when it turned to December, she was just all grouchy because she didn't have anyone to play with. But we'd always play with her, but she was just alone because there was no other dog friends.
0: So she wanted more dog friends, she wanted dog company.
1: And then Biscuit came along, and Biscuit was very excited. And at the time, it was in August last year, and Biscuit tried already having pups because he was just too excited. But then tea <laughs> couldn't because Muffin was off. And then the, he did it in January. And then March, March 25th, Muffin managed to have pups. But the same day she had pups was the same day that she died.
0: Oh, that's sad.
1: But at least we still have memories from her. And the yeah. pups were born on muffins. You know. Yeah. and
0: and that's really lovely that actually you know muffin was sad needed company and got that company that that she wanted
1: yeah because we now have two we used to have biscuit and muffin so it was five no two of them then babies came along and then take away one because muffin went we had four then we sold biscuit and the pop of frank he was our only boy because we had three pups and now we have two Bisc- no, not, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Cupcake and pudding.
0: And how do cupcake and pudding behave?
1: They're they are they're very playful and they like playing with each other a lot. And the funny thing is that cupcake is actually the biggest one. And pudding's so small. She's like <laughs> Minnie Muffin and she actually is. Cupcake, her eyes are just like her father's. And she just looks like her father. She's massive. I always cuddle cupcake because I love her more. But when pudding's gone, I just... <laughs>
0: and you love them so much Because I remember at the film festival in November mm. Your films that you submitted Were of your dogs Yeah,
1: Muffin mm. and Biscuit,
0: I can remember that Yeah, and that's good because it means that we, we'll always Have that memory of Muffin, which is really lovely
1: And the school door centre That's it,
0: and they're still, I believe, they're still on Anson TV As well, so you can still look at them on the, on Anson mm. TV Yeah, um, It's really lovely, and I, I love the fact You're the first person to bring back something personal From the past And even if... Um, You know, it's not something where they're going to come in and they're going to teach us about the past. Actually, what you've done is you made everybody feel fun. You made everyone feel great and actually raised the importance of those kind of uh, relationships and friendships. So it's a really, really wise choice for your history lesson. I love that. What did they like to eat?
1: Food. What
0: what kind of food do your dogs like to eat? The pups. Yeah.
1: They like, mostly they like the meat, but we sometimes give them dry food on them. But muffin and biscuit would eat anything apart from chocolate and things like that.
0: Would they like your dream school lunch that you're about to tell us about?
1: Probably. Yeah.
0: Let's let's uh, ring that lunch bell and start pouring the food. So tell us, what's for lunch?
1: For lunch is a chicken burger and Oreo ice cream. Together. No. Oh, that would be chicken good. burger and then not like in a cone, like though. Oreo Oh, fun. okay.
0: So the, the chicken burger, let's deal with that first. Do you just have the chicken burger inside a, a, a bun or are you putting other things inside that bun with it? Uh,
1: just have it in a bun, but I have salad, like lettuce in it. Tomato?
0: One. One uh, And mm-hmm. like a big slice yeah. of like the big round tomatoes. Yeah. Yeah, good choice. Uh, not uh, the whole thing. Not the whole thing. No, you just do oh. <laughs> big tomato just on top of it, like a big red nose. <laughs> a slice of tomato yeah Okay. Um, and any sauces what sauces do you like
1: mm, since it's tomato themed I have to go with ketchup
0: yeah ketchup's probably a good choice I have to say um, the chicken burgers I find in fact a lot of burgers not
1: really ketchup to be honest because McDonald's put this some sort of sauce I've always been looking for I, I'm still wondering what the ingredients are today
0: secret recipe I think yeah, must neat. be uh, maybe you can ask them what the square root of that sauce is and see what they say <laughs>
1: Um, because burger king's a knockoff of mcdonald's as well they have a very big competition
0: well it's interesting isn't it because there's so many different fast food restaurants and chains out there i guess they're all competing for the same audience aren't they Um, but certainly mcdonald's and burger king are the most well known in this country Um, although there are other sort of gourmet burger places out Uh, there
1: and i found out that the Burger King, I th- I think they're all from America. Most of the food that we have here are from America, apart from like Asda's and stuff like that. Yeah, what- I'm a bit of American because my great great grand it's either my great granddad or my great great granddad. He played for New York Cosmos with Pele. Wow! In, and I think I don't know what year, but I know he did.
0: That's amazing. And Pele's always already come up on our Dream School podcast of somebody that would have been brought back for a lesson i think for a history lesson as well um definitely an icon of the sport um and we'll talk about uh relationships and grandparents a little later on in this podcast but um they are really important those those kind of um relationships that we have with our past and just understanding our past and where some of our loves come from um so your chicken burger where's the best chicken burger that you've tasted where's that come from
1: I can't decide to be honest, because I, 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 if I, if I say it, and if if KFC and McDonald's <laughs> are listening to this, they're gonna be like, oh, you're not eating it. Here. <laughs> but it's, I can't really decide because they're both too good. The crisp in KFC and McDonald's sauce, I don't understand why KFC would put crisp because it's Kentucky <laughs> Fried Chicken. Yeah, and Kentucky always has crispy and it's a state in america
0: that's i guess you could mix couldn't you, you it could...
1: came from kentucky
0: it did indeed um from the colonel and his secret recipe um i kind of like the idea of mixing as well sometimes i think oh maybe the bun in burger king and the the
1: fillet
0: yeah that's it just mixing it up of course the sensible answer here would be oh the best chicken burger i have is the one my mum makes me
1: i do like our homemade chicken burgers though they're really nice because we still have the recipe because last year was either last year or the year before that we would get like a box of gusto or hello fresh and we would make the meals there and there and it the the chicken one was from gusto and i can remember that's the same recipe we always use to make our chicken burgers Mm, they're best
0: that's good to know, so I need to search out that recipe because I do like a good chicken burger. Now, let's move on to this ice cream. So why Oreo ice cream? What's so good about it?
1: Well, to be honest, I like the one in McDonald's, but it's not as good as mine.
0: <laughs> Tell me about yours.
1: I I did the same thing. I just basically just put Oreos in a bag and then I use like a... Uh, 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 it and just go boom, boom on the side, nice. making a lot of noise. <laughs> was that
0: a bit of mycorrhizal nice? <laughs> that was very good. Um, I quite like the um, that idea because I mean, Oreo ice cream didn't really exist when I was growing up. Certainly in Somerset, we could get vanilla ice cream, so you had to create your own recipes. So I would do exactly the same when you're a boy after my own heart. Getting digestive biscuits or ginger nuts are really good. Putting them in a bag using a rolling pin, which is. You know, I didn't have a mallet. So a rolling pin is good enough. And smashing them up into tiny pieces and pouring those over ice cream can can make your own personalised snacks. So if there's something you really like, you can make your own flavour. If you could put anything in ice cream, what would you do?
1: I like Cadbury's, but no, I have to go with Oreo. You have to go with Oreo. Oreo's the best because I always, uh, sometimes with my dad on the weekend or it was either this week we was watching Inside Food Mm. and it was like um, UK versus America foods like Oreos that you can't get in America that you can't get in America and you can't get in the UK me and my dad both thought the white chocolate ones that were like very gingery we thought that 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 was a lie but the problem is it was caramel flavoured because we have the white chocolate ones here yes as well
0: It's interesting as well because, for me, um, the salted caramel is a big thing at the moment, but I used to love um, taking a handful of peanuts, washing the salt off, crushing the peanuts and pouring them over ice cream um, and just having that kind of flavour and and crunch to it. Um, There's so many different things that you can do with ice cream and swirling things around. And actually, um, if you put Haribo on top of ice cream, it goes really really hard because of the, obviously the freezing of the ice cream, and then you can suck the Haribo to get the real flavour out of it. There's some amazing little things you can do with just trying out your own flavourings.
1: But the Haribo would have to have juice so you can get it in the ice cream, because Haribo, some Haribos are made of gluten.
0: True. I used to have um, uh, an ice cream maker, and my favourite ice cream to make was what I called lasagna ice cream, <laughs> which wasn't really lasagna, but it was the idea of layering. So you would get a layer of um, vanilla ice cream, and then you put a layer of curly whirlies on top. It was almost like the pasta. And then a layer of vanilla ice cream and a layer of curly whirlies. And it looked amazing, but you couldn't really eat it because the curly whirlies went so hard it would break your teeth to try and chew them.
1: Like the pasta
0: ones. Yeah, it was almost like a layer of plaster, but it wasn't pasta. Why would
1: you make them? Why That's would you good. make them if you can't eat them?
0: Sometimes just because it looks good.
1: Just because it looks good. How are you going to eat it? It's just a waste of food.
0: Yeah, I mean, you do have to suck the curly whirlies for quite a long time till they soften up, but it's worth it.
1: Unless she, <laughs> unless she put it in a microwave, but it would have to be on some sort of standard, and the ice cream would melt, and the curly whirlies would just be nice and warm. Well,
0: Miss Harvey in year two is an expert in microwave cooking, um, and at Easter time she told me that I needed to do mini eggs in the microwave. So if you put a Cadbury's mini egg inside a bowl and put it in the microwave and heat it for about 10-15 seconds... What happens is the shell on the outside stays really hard, but the chocolate inside melts completely. And so you end up with this really lovely runny chocolate inside and this hard shell on the outside. How does that sound? Good. Yeah, it does sound good, doesn't it? I'm beginning to think that we could sit and talk all day about lunch, but we probably ought to move on because there's more lessons to do. So let's step outside for some PE. So we can bring anybody into school to be able to teach us our dream PE lesson. Who's coming in?
1: Jack Grealish.
0: Jack Grealish. Now, you mentioned Jack earlier on uh, in your Manchester United dream team plus Jack Grealish. Why does Jack Grealish get to come into your Manchester United team? Mm, Because I want him in my team and he's Irish. Oh, okay. So there's a kind of a real reason as to why you'd like to get Jack Grealish in. Because he's some way related to the family or knew the family yeah yeah um he's interesting one actually because I, I suppose as a manchester united fan i'd expected this p lesson for you to bring rashford in or bruno fernandez in um but i understand now jack's kind of he's got you've got that relationship somewhere in your family um
1: he's I, not in my
0: family no but there's uh, there's a relationship somewhere in the family like a friendship somewhere that exists yeah. um and he was born in Birmingham. He signed for Aston Villa when he was young, and he stayed there for a long
1: time. He was born in Birmingham. He was born in Ireland.
0: No, he's got Irish family, so he was he was born in Birmingham. His but grandparents, his grandparents are yeah, his grandparents were Irish, and he actually played for, for the, the Republic the, of Ireland
1: and, and
0: 12s. Um, and then he switched to so England
1: because it's more known. Yeah.
0: That's it. And he made his debut for England in 2020. He's the most expensive footballer in England to transfer. <laughs> um, uh, and he transferred to Manchester City for £100 million. so he's the most expensive English footballer um, to ever have played so far depending on how much Harry Kane goes for if he's sold this year
1: Mr Mount was sold this year
0: he was he's gone to Manchester United how do you feel about that
1: happy because but the problem is he's taken Cristiano Ronaldo's number 7
0: shot <laughs> it's a brave thing I wanted
1: to leave it for Rashford I think he should have gotten the title because most of our goals came from him
0: yeah you're not you're not wrong it's interesting as well I suppose with um christian Eriksen and how old he's get getting i can see why they've signed mason mount and he's certainly a very good player um, but jack grealish is a good addition what do you hope jack grealish will teach us in our p lesson football what about football what do you want to get better at because you yeah. like playing football don't you
1: yeah
0: and you like scoring goals yeah what do you hope jack grealish will add to your game
1: i don't know to be honest because my dad tells me to work on my speed but I was bidding from my class all the way around the playground to you just to grab the key for the P seven and then sprint back. And I don't really get tight that much. Yeah. But I think would probably hmm, training.
0: Yeah, just training. Yeah. He mm. seems to be very fit, doesn't
1: he? Yeah, he's got big calves.
0: He does have big calves, doesn't like he? Me. So your P lesson is going to be amazing and that's going to bring our our Dream School day to an end. But it's not quite over yet because we get to have an awesome club too. <laughs> so tell me, we've had a great day at Dream School, done some amazing things, met some amazing people. Um, what's happening after school? What's the Dream Club?
1: Well, it's not really a club, it's a match.
0: Oh, tell me more.
1: So the match is at Old Trafford against Man City in the Champions League final under... Under 10s.
0: Brilliant. So you get to play Champions League final every day at uh, the end of school? E-
1: no. No? We play different matches. Different matches. Champions League final first, and then friendly matches at Old Trafford oh, against believe, other teams.
0: I believe that's called living the dream.
1: Yeah, because and we Man United win the Champions League.
0: Definitely playing. With like my we, winning goal. With your winning goal. Heading the goal? Scoring with your left foot, right
1: foot? Bicycle.
0: Oh. Bicycle kick brilliant love it Um, playing on a proper pitch is special Uh, my my first big performance on a pitch was uh, Ashton Gate which is Bristol City's ground um, playing in a in a game that was taking place before a league match um, where they were playing Lincoln City and it was the most exhilarating experience actually being on a professional football pitch and playing in front of a crowd Um, it was Bristol City's there were only about three or four thousand there at that particular time in their life but it's Definitely experience that um, I hope you get to experience one day for yourself. Um, and scoring that winning goal in a match, that's got to be the most amazing feeling, right?
1: I don't think it's called Lincoln City. I think it's called Lincoln. Lincoln.
0: Lincoln. It's got the extra L in it, hasn't it?
1: Oh, no, it's Lincoln. Sorry. <laughs> I got confused. Does I, it?
0: Yeah, it does have an extra L in it.
1: I just play lots of FIFA.
0: Oh, with... um, So it's, it's still got Lee Dixon as its commentator?
1: Yeah. No, no, no. No, no, no. It's got... And no, it got. Um, Ant- I don't know, no, no, no. I was about to say Anthony Taylor's a. Uh, f- uh, he's the referee, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's no, it's not Anthony Taylor. He's a referee, though. Uh it's. Uh, I, yeah. I think one of them's Lee Dixon. Derek, Ray and Stuart Robson. Those
0: That's are the it. commentators. That's it. They're very good as well, aren't they? I like those. Okay, well, it sounds like a brilliant end to the day. Let's have a quick recap before we close your dream school doors. Um, uniform, we're going to be wearing Manchester United kits for our uniform at your yep. dream school. Yep. We're starting our day with maths because it's a very important subject. Yep. Um, and we'll be playing around with lots of different maths and maybe visiting McDonald's to ask them the square root of a Big Mac. Then we're going to have break time at Old Trafford, which sounds like a lot of fun, um, before we come back into history and we bring Muffin back to life so we can have some more fun and games with Muffin. Our lunch is going to be chicken burger and Oreo ice cream before Jack Grealish comes and helps us build up our calf muscles in our PE lesson. And we're going to finish the day with a match, proper match, Champions League final for under-10s, where you score the winning goal with a bicycle kick. Does that sound like the perfect day? Yes. Yes. It really does. You've done a great job of putting your dream school together, and I've very much enjoyed talking to you about it. Have you enjoyed your time on Dream School?
1: Is that even a question?
0: <laughs> 100%. That's a very good answer. Hundred percent, I love that. Well I've 101% enjoyed talking to you about it. And now we're going to close the doors to your school. <laughs> So that was Caden's dream school. A lot of fun there and a lot of memories coming back for him too. Um, Join us next week for another dream school as we approach the end of term and the end of season one. There's still a lot to pack in and a lot of fun, creative ideas from our dream school.